0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Brew Review, a podcast by the Brewer Screw It Boys. I am one of your hosts, Cody, alongside my good friend, Laz. Hey, how's it going? Oh, pretty good, my friend. Uh, we're here today to talk about some magic.
1: Yes, and we not are.
0: Arcana, as we recently talked about. Um,
1: hey, there's nothing wrong with it. I haven't played since uh, I last spoke about it, but we'll see. Just I, I popped into a tar- Target. Just I pop into Target every now and then to see if they even have cards and they don't. So,
0: yeah, I've noticed uh, Walmart and Target around here have just stopped carrying card games. And, like, I, I was like, I wondering what it was about. And I read on uh, Reddit somewhere that a lot of the, like, the big box stores have stopped carrying because mm-hmm. theft was so bad for like Pokemon cards. They were like, it's just not worth it. Yeah. And so it's crazy because it's like such a market you would think. Like I have to travel like 30 minutes to get to a target that actually has cards out on display.
1: Um, mine have magic cards, but like the magic cards are all terrible. Like it's mm-hmm. just it's just literally an entire shelf filled with precons, and it's all the same exact precon. It's yeah. Like, okay. And then they have tons and tons and tons of Pokemon cards, different sets, different bundles, different. Th- it's like okay, can can we get some magic cards here? <laughs> but I will say that. The target by me, Um, I did once buy, what did I buy? I bought a precon. hmm, yeah, I bought a pre-con deck, it was an Azorius pre-con deck with Dovin on it, back in like the Ravnica, Allegiance, Ravnica, Okay. Yeah, you know, guild days there, I forgot, and when I got home, I had opened it up, and all the rares and mythics were gone.
0: Oh! Oh no. So, you
1: know, and the and the it was taped shut not taped shut. It was like glued shut oh, and everything. It looked gosh. legit. And yeah. so yeah, so I called Magic and they they sent me a new one. So
0: Oh, that's nice. Cool. Yeah,
1: it was good, but it's just that was at at that location, so that is mm. another another threat, you know, going yeah. there instead. But eh whatever. It's a good excuse to run in and like, "Oh, we need milk." I'll I'll go there. Yeah, like you can go to 7-Eleven down the block? No, 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 no. I'll, I'll go to Target. It's fine.
0: <laughs> Got to take the long way through, pass by mm-hmm. the cards, pass by the video game section. You know things like Absolutely. that. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> but Les, we're not here to talk about milk. We're going to talk about you <laughs> trying segue. to find. I'm doing my best, man. Um, the title of this episode is going to be called "The Great Land Debate," because mm-hmm. Les, for the past like two months, you have been sending me deck ideas. And there's been a common theme. They're all land decks. Decks that involve throwing lands in the graveyard, recurring lands, playing lands, all that. And so last I was like, we were trying to figure out like we want to do something different brew review, you know. We don't want to burn ourselves out by constantly talking about like, well, here's an updated deck list, and then we have the brewer screw it once a month, where we're building a deck every month. And so it was like, well, why don't we just sit down and like do an episode where we go over some decks that you eventually want to do an episode of brood or screw it on yeah uh-huh. i have a i have a folder on my phone
1: and it's just potential commanders you know because yeah. just I'll, I'll be going through cards or i'll be watching videos and i'll see it i'll see a commander that i just i don't know never noticed or i'll see a card that I, you know i've never seen before and all of a sudden i'll just i'll search it up and Start doing some research, and I'm like, all right, throw it in the folder. That's the uh, the back burner, you know, kind of just yeah. what what's going to happen here. So, I uh, I have a couple of them, so I sent them all over, and you made some some horrible accusations about about my my deck styles and and what I'm going for here.
0: I just I'm I'm so confused by a man who wants to cut lands from his deck all the time. Why do you want to play land decks? Um... And so I feel like to like I'm going to use my psychology background, and by that I mean I'm going to use the one year in college I had in psychology to kind of analyze this. Um, we got to start from the beginning. We got to start with your past, and your past was a Lord Windgrace landfall deck. Hmm. Hmm. So let's, why don't we talk about that for a little bit? Like what that was a pre-con that you bought. How long did you play it? Things like that. Well, I'll use
1: my uh, my one year in community college for grandfather clock repair. To uh, oh to my
0: really, really <laughs> shot someone in the foot there with that one.
1: <laughs> my dad, actually,
0: that's why oh, he went Jesus. for. I was saying, that <laughs> one dude in college campus right now, like doing clock repairs, is like, Hey, what, what the, the hell, fuck? guys? That's
1: what my dad went for. I'm like, I would never even imagine that was a thing. He's like, Yeah, I only went for a semester, like, what because they stopped doing the class because you're yeah. the only kid in there. Like, <laughs> I suddenly realized
0: that grandfather clocks were not that important
1: in the world. <laughs> Like start working on grandson clocks. Hey, yo. There we go.
0: I introduce so, like a little.
1: So you claim that I love Landax. You uh you you have it here in the show notes too. Um, a little peek uh-huh. behind the curtain it says, "Damn, <laughs> you like lands." That's false. I oh. hate lands. Mm. I hate lands to the point where I want to build a deck where I just have to, I just get rid of them. With Without abandon, just just tossing them in the bin. I hate lands, and they deserve to be in the graveyard. And that's what <laughs> I hope to do. Now, you asked about Lord Wind Grace, and that was my first pre, my second precon. Mm-hmm. My first precon was the uh, was it the guard, the uh, yes, the yeah, Naya, yeah. Naya deck with the rhinos and stuff like that. And I played that. I was having fun. And then randomly, I was in a Walmart, um, one that's like not even close to my house. We had to pick up something for my daughter after daycare. We went in there. I'm like, all right, let me just find an excuse to go down the, the card aisle. And they had all the precons there. And so this is what, 2019 or something. And then behind like all of the pre-cons, there was a Lord Wingrace pre-con, which was weird because it was kind of two years before that i guess Mm -hmm. a year or two before that it was a more expensive you know pre-con if you're trying to buy it on amazon and stuff like that but it wasn't in the box it was it was just like a plastic wrap like thing of cards and like taped taped around plastic with a stack of cards i was like i don't know if i want to spend 40 bucks on this this was shortly after the my uh my Azorius mm. commander fiasco there. Um, that was a guild kit, actually, now that I'm remembering. It wasn't a, It was a guild kit, not the uh, pre-con for the Azorius thing. But I was like, you know what? I asked the person at the you know, the counter. I'm like, if this is missing stuff, I'm going to return it. She's like, that's fine. As long as I got the receipt. Like, brought it home. Sure enough, it was the full deck. It okay. I guess the box got ripped, and they just threw it in plastic and wrapped it in tape and put it on the shelf. So no complaints here. So I got that for 40 bucks. Um, And so I played it a bunch and I loved it. I I loved the idea of throwing away lands and, you know, getting benefit from it. Uh, Lord Mm. Windgrace, you know, his minus ability or no, it's his plus ability. What to draw two cards, discard something. I probably should have had that up if you're going to ask about it. <laughs> I'm to type it, real it quick, real quick. There, um, it's gonna be a weird episode, everybody. This so, Lordwyn Grace is talking a, here.
0: Two colorless, a black, a red, and a green for a planeswalker who can be your commander. His plus two is discard a card, then draw a card. If a land cards discard this so way, you draw an additional card. His minus three is return up to two target land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. And as minus 11 is destroy up to six target non-land permanents, then you create six 2-2 green cat warrior creature tokens with forest walk. It's awesome. Pretty
1: good. I love them. I love that plus two ability because you're discarding a card and drawing two um, Mm. if you discard a land card. So I had a lot of fun with it. However, after playing him for a while, he was dying nonstop because he can just be targeted. And that's kind of the biggest problem, you know, is uh, if I didn't really have any flyers or anything, so I'm trying to get something going, and he's just getting chipped down, chipped down, chipped down, something big with trample comes, and he's dead. And it just, I was very new to magic, and it was very discouraging that pretty much every time I was trying to play this deck that my commander would just die. So I think I only had, hmm maybe like two or three games with him. And then I actually gave him to uh to my brother-in-law to play as we were teaching him how to play magic. Uh my brother-in-law, Alan, we uh he learned how to play on the Lord Wingrace deck, and then eventually he made his own deck. So after that I was like, all right, well, I kind of I really like this deck. I just don't like the commander. And so I kind of switched it around and tried some other things and it eventually turned into Korvolt. My Corval deck started off as the Lord Wingrace deck, and uh, I kind of changed some things where instead of sacrificing lands, it's kind of sacrificing treasures, but if I ever play that, and I played it recently, it did terribly, yeah. you'll notice that uh, I throw a lot of lands into the graveyard with that deck, and that's kind of why it kind of started off as a Lord Wingrace deck. Also, that, yeah, makes, a that clears lot. some stuff up, doesn't it? It
0: did, it did. But yeah, because you played it the other night. Uh, we were all playing and a lot of landfall cards and a lot of, yeah, you were down to like two lands at one point. I mean, one was a Lotus Field that like taps for three mana mm-hmm. um, and you were recurring lands with like a uh, Ramanab Excavator. So like, yeah, but I was like, okay. And then I think uh, Nick had pointed out, like, is this just your War- War- uh, Lord Winding Grace deck? Like a uh, turn into Corvold? And I was like, oh, this makes sense.
1: Yeah, so that that's kind of what happened, and I'm not going to lie, I don't really like my Corvill deck anymore, because, I don't know, it's it's built pretty well, it's just, I don't know, people people complain about it, because it's just a big, huge flying commander, that I can just sacrifice all the treasure tokens, and it gets huge, and I don't know, it doesn't really, it strayed too far from the original plan, which was graveyard, graveyards, you know, lands and graveyards.
0: Yeah. Um, and so I, I, have you looked at sold of wind grace at all, um, mm-hmm. cause that, that was a non planeswalker version of wind grace, but I think it just kind of, I don't know. I've always looked at it and been like, that just looks kind of weird to me I don't like it. Uh, sold of wind grace is one generic black red green for a cat avatar, legendary creature, uh, when Soul Wind Grace Windgrace enters the battlefield or attacks, you may put a land card from a graveyard onto the battlefield tapped under your control. You can pay a green to discard a land card and gain three life. You can pay one in a red to discard a land card draw a card. And you can pay two in a black to discard a land card. Soul Wind Grace Windgrace gains indestructible until the end of turn and then you tap it. it seems like yeah, kind of a
1: weaker version. It um, seems like a much weaker version because you're paying... Paying two and discarding a land just to draw a card, as yeah. opposed to Wingrace where your plus two is to, you know, discard a land and draw two cards. Yeah. Um so it, it I did see it and I was going to put it in my wingrace deck, and after, you know, trying to figure out other cards to cut for it, I was like, it's Soul of Wing Grace isn't even good enough to go into a <laughs> Lord Wingrace deck. <laughs> so yeah, I just ended up not using it.
0: So, we've kind of decided, like, okay, Lord Windgrace, not where we want to go with it. You're not a not too big of a fan of Planeswalkers as commanders, because as someone who runs Minsk and Boo, times Heroes, I can tell you, they get targeted really quickly. Because mm-hmm. if you don't got a blocker, they're just free hits. It's so um, easy to
1: target too, because sometimes you just have, you just got like one or two little one ones or something, or you got like a little flying bird token, like, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll swing it. I'll yeah. swing at your planeswalker. Like why? Like well, might as well. You know, it's one more damage to you. Who that? K- I kept on hitting one of your planeswalkers the other night too. Was
0: it? Wasn't oh, uh, Nixilis. God, oh, yeah, the adversary, or whatever it was. Yeah, eh. I was just like, I just want to draw cards. putting that you on The deck, but it's, it's just so. Bad. Well,
1: that's the thing. Planeswalkers are. I don't know. I don't know if it's just our play group or if it's everybody, but they're just lightning rods for no reason at all.
0: Planeswalkers are either like super good or really bad and the super good ones are really good to the point that like you need to focus. Like Minsk and Boo is a, like a threat the second it hits the board right. because it's making either a big boo or it's making a big something and then it's also flinging and drawing cards. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's I, I recognize like hey totally fair and Lord Gray is the same thing because I mean you get such card advantage immediately. Um, the other commander for a land deck that we talked about, but you decided we're not going to talk about on this show because you think you still want to build this one potentially one day is Azizan, Shaper of Sand. This is a Naya commander. It's a red, green, and white for a human warrior has desert walk creature cannot be blocked as long as the defending player controls a desert. You may play desert lands from your graveyard. And when a desert enters the battlefield under your control, create two one one red green and white sand warrior creature tokens so this is a a land deck focused on deserts Mm -hmm. um and making these little multicolored guys and there's a lot of cards that pay off with that like they give multicolored spells like plus three plus three things like that um and so this is one that you were like hey i don't want to talk about this one on the show but it is a land one i'd like to talk about eventually
1: yeah i uh because I like that deck because it can kind of be warrior tribal as well where mm-hmm. i feel like warrior tribal has some some decent support and uh, I think you'll be able to do some really cool things in there you know combining the warrior tokens and uh and you know just kind of pitching desert deserts and stuff like that but it's i don't know it didn't feel like it was going to be a, uh, a full land fall deck or whatever you want to call this so yeah. we, we didn't include it here
0: okay yeah um, so what we did do though was you picked two decks I picked two decks we didn't make a full deck we just picked a couple cards we wanted to talk about uh, we're going to go over them and then we're going to elimination chamber this you know one by one we're going to cut, cut them out so we get to one that Laz actually wants to build
1: and whichever one we land on That'll be next month's brew review, or brew their screw it, so. Yeah. It's kind of a fun episode. I, I like these little, these mid-month episodes here that we do <laughs> with the uh, kind of, it's like a mixed bag of of things. Sometimes it's a brew review, sometimes it's this, sometimes, you know, we'll talk about cards coming out or, or whatever. It's kind of a, a catch-all for stuff that <laughs> we didn't get to in our episode, so this will be a fun yeah. one, I think. We're going to talk about some some uh some commanders and real time you'll get to hear cody make fun of me for wanting to play these these uh commanders
0: no definitely not i think all these are fun i think there are certain ones that you will not find fun but we're gonna get to that uh would you like to lead or would you like me to start with one of mine uh you start why not you start
1: okay. let, let's let or should i start since this is kind of my thing
0: I'll, I'll, I'll start with one. I'll start. Okay. With, uh, all right. All right. I got a, a fun one that you used to tell me about a long time ago, and I'm I I like this one. I think it's cool. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, so first up in the land elimination chamber, we have Nine Fingers Keen. This is a Sultai Commander. It's one black, green, and blue for a human rogue. Has menace and has ward pay nine life. That is a hefty ward cost. If someone absolutely. That's, A quarter of your life just gone if you want to target this. Uh, Whenever Nine Finger Keens deals combat damage to a player, look at the top nine cards of your library. You may put a gate card from among them onto the battlefield. Then, if you control nine or more gates, put the rest into your hand. Otherwise, put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Uh, so this is a gate themed land deck. Uh, I think there are 13 potentially. I think there's 14 now. They introduced a new one in the Lord of the Rings set, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, so gates are just like a subtype of lands, and Nine Figure Kings is that you know gate uh, commander. And I think it you know it ramps you really hard because you get to look at the top nine cards and pull out gates left and right. And so if you can get you know, pretty lucky, you can probably get all of them pretty early on to the game. Uh, And there are, there is some payoffs for gates uh, that are already built into the game, and you gotta think they're gonna keep adding these throughout time. Like, I don't think they're gonna stop making gates at any point. Um, It might be a few sets before then, but uh, Les, what about this commander kind of, like, originally made you want to brew it?
1: Um, I, I liked the fact that, uh, It's kind of landfall, you know, it's kind of a land deck, but it's not using lands, it's using gates, which are kind of uh, not seen as much, and I don't have the cards up in front of me, but I know that there's a lot of fun gate-related cards. I know there's, you know, there's that one creature that its power toughness is equal to the amount of gates that you control. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some other fun payoffs with the gates, but it just seemed like a, a fun way to go through the deck quickly and get all your gates out. Um, my problem is the reason I ended up not really leaning this way is because knowing my luck, I would draw nine cards and it'd be, it'd be nine gates and I'd put mm-hmm. one out onto the battlefield and then the rest go on the bottom of my library. <laughs> so it, I feel like I'd have to find a way to be able to, to kind of shuffle, shuffle my library around because I'm afraid that I'm gonna have all my gates sitting at the bottom of my deck and not being able to do anything about it.
0: No, that's totally fair. I, there, I think there is a lot of support for gates. Like looking over all the cards, there was a lot of like, go find a gate from your library, put it on the field. Go find two gates or two basic lands. Um, so I do have a couple cards that I kind of pulled. Looking at like the average deck list of a Nine Finger Keen, um, so I got a couple creatures here. First up is Gate Colossus. This is an 8 mana artifact creature construct. This spell costs one less to cast for each gate you control. So if you can get this on like if you draw this and you have already have eight gates on the field, you're now paying zero mana for a giant 8/8 that can't be blocked by creatures with power 2 or less and whenever a gate enters the battlefield from your control, you may put a you may put Gate Colossus from your graveyard on top of your library. So a little like easy way to recur it if it gets, you know, you can mill it by accident or uh It's gonna it's, be targeted
1: if you have an eight eight out there too. An eight eight that's yeah. making your your uh, spells cheaper. So Yeah. I, so, uh, yeah. No, that's that's a cool card.
0: This one reminds me of like those um giant cards from Hearthstone, where like they would get like cheaper if you had like more cards in hand or how much you healed during the game. This mm-hmm. is one of those and I like that. I think that kinda of is cool. Uh, next up is Gatebreaker Ram. This is too generic and a green for a sheep. Gatebreaker Ram gets plus one, plus one for each gate you control. And as long as you control two or more gates, Gatebreaker Ram has Vigilance and Trample. It's a 2-2 starting out. With so 14 gates in the game, that's a potential 16-16 mm. with Vigilance and Trample that you're sending at people.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's cool. I like I the gate payoffs, too, because... You know, I had uh, Ravnica Allegiance is right when I started playing Magic, so I pretty much Mm -hmm. had that entire set, I think, and this is still one of those cards that, you know, every time I see I'm like, what sets is? Oh, I might have that card somewhere. It's just, at the time, you know, going through packs, and whenever I'd see that card, I would just kind of not think twice about it, and it's kind of cool. That's why Commander is so much fun, too, is that, you know, when you... Think about a random commander, and you start looking at cards. You're like, "Oh, okay, that's that's why this card was printed, I guess." You know, because otherwise, you know, otherwise that that card kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, unless you're <laughs> unless you're doing a gate theme, there that card's never seen play. So uh, that's one of those cards I've probably seen a million times and have never committed to memory once.
0: Uh, next up, we got Tiller Engine. This is too generic for an artifact creature construct again says, whenever a land enters the battlefield tapped and under your control, you get to choose one. You can untap that land or tap target non-land permanent and opponent controls. It's a 1-3. Most of the gates enter tapped. So this is just a way to have them enter untapped or if you don't really need the mana at the moment, tap down somebody's creature, swing a giant gate colossus through, things like that. Hmm. Um, pretty, pretty strong in this deck. Yeah, that's cool. I like that.
1: That's a fun
0: mm. one. Next up, I just had a couple ways of like getting like all these gates out onto the field to kind of have some payoffs. Uh, first up is Reshape the Earth. This is a chunky sorcery. It's six generic, green, green, green. Search your library for up to 10 land cards. Put, put them onto the battlefield, tapped, and then shuffle your library. If you have Tiller Engine out, this is just 10 mana out of nowhere. So it pays for itself.
1: Yeah, yeah if that card's out of or- there. Even once you do that and your gate Colossus is out, then all of a sudden he gets huge or your gate Ramp Ram gets huge out of nowhere. So that's uh, a,
0: yeah. sorry, not gate Colossus wouldn't get big gate breaker would get huge. <laughs> yeah. uh, next up is a card that I wish would see more play at our tables. It is tempt with discovery. This is three generic and a green for a sorcery. It has tempting offer search your library for a land card and put it onto the battlefield each opponent may search his or her library for a land card and put it onto the battlefield. For each opponent who searches a library this way, you also search your library for a land card and put it onto the battlefield. Then everybody shuffles their library. Uh, so you have the potential of getting four lands off this. For four mana. For four mana. Um, who doesn't want land? Yeah, I mean, there are definitely games where if you played this, I am taking it just because I am hurting for mana. So Absolutely. I mean, I
1: want to build a deck with just those tempting offer c- cards mm. cuz there's so many fun cards like that where it's just like or the council cards you know the uh yeah, everyone yeah. has a vote it, I I that might be in the future cuz that seems like a lot of fun but that's probably a deck I'd play you know in person with people yeah. maybe maybe when you finally come up I'll have a I'll have I'm a down. deck like that or my curses deck
0: <laughs> ooh okay okay <laughs> um next up I wanted so the big thing with Nine finger Keens is you gotta be able to deal combat damage to draw those nine cards and put a gate out there. So, what better way than a little bit of wing boots? Uh, this is one in a blue for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature has flying and word four. It has equipped so one. Up to ward thirteen at this point. Yeah, so it's gonna cost them four more to target your commander. Then they're gonna have to pay nine life. And now your boy is flying with menace. You're definitely hitting somebody with nine finger keen. Um, just a kind of fun equipment to put in this. You're not going for a Voltron, but you're just trying to make sure your commander hits to get the payoff. Next up, we have a guild summit. This is two generic and a blue for an enchantment. When guild summit enters the battlefield, you may tap any number of untapped gates you control, draw a card for each gate tap this way. So if you draw this late game, this is pretty good. You can big chunk of card draw out of nowhere, but, Early game, this is also strong because whenever a gate enters the battlefield under control, you draw a card. You get this down turn three. You start playing gates. Nine Finger King hits. You play more gates. It's just kind of Lots pay of off. Card lot. yeah, Lots of card draw. Yeah, that's cool.
1: I like that's like you said. It's a late game and and early game. That's always it's always great. Nothing's worse than getting a soul ring at the end of the game. You know, because yeah. <laughs> some cards it just they don't, they don't do they don't pull their weight anymore. But I like. I like that this one has that.
0: Next up, obviously, we're talking about gates. So I picked three gates I wanted to talk about. Uh, first up, we're going to talk about the Basilisk Gate. This is a gate land that, that taps for a colorist, or you can pay two and tap it. Target creature gets plus X, plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of gates you control. Activate only as a sorcery. Hmm. That Gatebreaker Ram is already pretty large. Yeah. What if we just made it larger? That's, uh, yeah. Or you make Nine Figure Keen. Large because it's got, got menace and yeah. uh, yeah, so that's cool. like that. I, I like uh, like uh, Kessig Wolf Run, very one of my favorite cards in Gruel. This is mm-hmm. the same thing, just for gates. Uh, I'm gonna skip over one and go to the Black Gate. This is a legendary land gate. As the Black Gate enters the battlefield, you may pay through life. If you don't, it enters tapped, and you can tap this for a black. Or you can pay one in a black and tap it. Choose a player with the most life or tied for the most life. Target creature can't be blocked by creature that player controls his turn. Mm-hmm. This is from the Lord of the Rings set. This is the newest gate they've added. Just a kind of cheeky way to get through if someone's That's really, really cool. ahead. Um, yeah. I like that one a lot. Sorry, can't block this. <laughs> yeah. Let me get my gates. Um, and the last card I'll talk about for Nine Finger Keen. Which
1: is, this is the one that I was thinking of. Yeah, I couldn't... Uh remember exactly what it was when you yeah. asked why i was thinking nine figure keen this one this one's yeah. awesome
0: love some alternate wig cons and for gates it is mazes end uh mazes ends enter the battlefield tapped you can tap it at a colorless or you can pay three and tap it return mazes end to its owner's hand search your library for a gate card put it onto the battlefield and then shuffle your library if you control 10 or more gates with different names you win the game uh, so just this is our ultimate win con you know and you want to know why i
1: love this card because unlike all the other easy win cons that you know sometimes are on a card it's usually at the beginning of your upkeep if you control mm. 10 get you know something like that Yeah. this does not have that it's just literally you just if this is out there and you've got 10 or more gates with different names you've won the game so it's just yeah. this is a nice easy you get this you know late game or even if you have this at the you know, as your first land of the game, it doesn't really matter um, unless someone's, you know, blowing up lands, which can happen. It's it's rare in our group. I'm not sure about other people's groups, but for the most part, this is a kind of a ticking time bomb. If you if you get this out there in the game, then uh, maybe you hold on to it for for a little bit. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but you have this go out there and it enters tapped. You play that other card. So it untaps and then you're able to just pay 3 and tap it and bring it back to your hand you might be able to just win in one turn yeah. you know later on in the game so this is a really really cool card and uh, Maze's End was honestly the the main uh you know driving force for why nine Fingers keen seems fun when it was first spoiled you know yeah. just people in the comments like oh, Maze's End there we go that's why they <laughs> printed Maze's End what what year did they print this card
0: it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's- old, it looks like, um, just based on the way it has the colorless mana. Yes. Um, yeah, so. yeah, but yeah it, uh, I like New Fingers Keen and Nine Fingers Keen. I think uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun to see you play it. Um, but, like I said, we're cutting them out here and there. So, Laz, why don't you talk about your deck that you pulled some cards for?
1: Okay, well... Um, I'll start with the crappy one. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> this one has been on my list for a while because it seemed like it would be a lot of fun. And this is Slowgurk, the over slime. So this actually was almost the, uh, the brooder screw it. What? Like two months ago. I think so. I remember yes. it's, it was this or something else. I forget which one, uh, to decide between, but this, this was almost it. It just seemed like it was going to be a lot of fun to try to put together. And so when we came up with this idea, you know, kind of just pitting four decks against each other, we're like, all right, let's just find like 10 or so cards that are, are awesome cards, you know, cards that make you say, I want to build this. And I think you nailed that with nine fingers keen. All those, all those cards make that deck seem like so much fun. Yeah. I, I couldn't get 10 cards for this commander. I tried. <laughs> I really did. And I was going through and, and you'll see some of these are just kind of like, really? It's, that's in there, but um hey, we'll go through it. So the first creature I have up is one of the uh new cards, blossoming tortoise. Um, this is what from I forget. Wilds of Voltaine. Wilds of Eldraine. there we go. Um two colorless, a green and a green. When blossoming tortoise enters the battlefield or attacks, mill three cards then return a land card from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. I realize I didn't read what Slowgurk does. I should probably do that first. Yes, we can we can talk about slogurk real quick. Oopsies. Uh, Slowgirk, the Overslime, one colorless, green and blue. Legendary creature ooze, it's a 3/3 three, three with trample. Whenever a land card is put into your graveyard from anywhere, put a 1/1 one, one counter on Slogurk, the Overslime. Remove 3 one-one counters from Slogurk, Return it to its owner's hand. When Slogurk leaves the battlefield, return up to three target land cards from your graveyard to your hand. So, this, uh, this seemed like a, a fun way to make a large commander. I didn't want to go Voltron, though, which is kind of also the problem. And I don't want to go Ooze Tribal, which is the other problem. Mm-hmm. But this seemed like a fun way to have a commander where I'm putting cards into my graveyard, and he's getting one one counters every single time I'm doing that. Um, I also like that, kind of like Chalain, you know, he's got that protection built into him, where if he's got those counters, I can just remove them and bring it to my hand. So if someone targets him because he's huge, or whatever the case, I'm able to always bring him back to my hand, which is nice. And whenever he does leave the battlefield, I can put some of those land cards that you know, I was milling or sacrificing or whatever, I can return those to my hand. So it kind of seemed like it was doing everything I wanted it to do. It was it was getting larger because of the land hate, it was uh it had protection built in, and it would also get me a way to get those land cards back out of my graveyard so that I could, you know, play cards. So that's why I picked this commander. But um as I said, I was going through and I had trouble finding some cards here. So I'll start with Blossoming Tortoise. So that is two colorless, a green and a green. For a turtle, that's a 3-3. Whenever Blossoming Tortoise enters the battlefield or attacks, mill three cards, then return a land card from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Activate abilities of land cards you control cost one less to activate. Land creatures you control get plus one, plus one. So there's no land creatures in this deck. But I did like that when this both enters and when it attacks, I'm milling three cards. So potentially putting, you know, at least hopefully at least one land into my graveyard and growing slow girk a little bit. Um, and then also I get to return a land card from my graveyard to the battlefield tap too whenever he enters or attacks. So like I said, kind of built in way to get my land cards back out so that. I'm not just screwed. So, I I thought that was kind of a fun card.
0: Yeah, this is a really cool card for a lot of land decks. I'm I'm excited to see it get played.
1: Uh, Next one is Aranis Gloomstalker. Two colorless and a green for a halfling ranger. 3-3 with death touch. When Aranis Gloomstalker attacks, return target land card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Just a simple creature. But every time it's attacking, I'm getting those, those cards back out because you need lands. So as much as I hate them, still need them. So kind of pump your, your graveyard filled with lands and then a couple of these creatures that help you get them back out so that you can spend them and also potentially sacrifice them again to, you know, grow your commander and hopefully get a nice one-hit kill or, or something. Yeah. Because it does have that trample, which is nice.
0: It is nice, yeah.
1: Um, let's see, next. This is a staple in, I think, every single Landfall deck, but Multani Yavimaya's Avatar. Four colorless, a green and a green. It has reach, it has trample, and it gets plus one, plus one for each land c- you control and each land card in your graveyard. Um, then you're able to pay two, return two land cards you control to your hand and return this from your graveyard to your hand. This is a staple in Landfall decks because... It's good, you know. Its power toughness is equal to your lands, and it really helps here because it also counts the lands in your graveyard. So even if you don't have that many lands out, but you know you have a bunch, you know, a bunch in there, you can throw this out there and still have a large creature with reach and with trample, which is really nice in, you know, in a a green deck too. Is that you're able to have that reach? So
0: I yeah, it's almost like a little bit of a backup commander. Pretty much, if if Slogirk is targeted enough that it can only get cast like t- two or three times, you always have Multani to fall back on. Yeah, that's right. So,
1: I, I like that one. And then, let's see. The last creature I have here is Sylvan Safekeeper. Uh, it's one green for a 1-1 human wizard. Sacrifice a land, target creature you control, gains shroud until end of turn. I thought this one was just kind of cool because there's no tap cost, there's no pay cost, there's nothing. If this is out there, you pretty much have a free sack outlet for your lands, which is a little risky, but you know, if you're trying to win a game real quick and, you know, you want to pump up slogurk, you can sack a bunch of lands and grow them, or if someone's targeting him, you're able to kind of just, at instant speed, sack a land and give it Shroud. So, uh, it's kind of a versatile card, so... I thought that was a fun one. Let's see. Some good creatures. Yeah. For sorceries, this one, it's expensive, but we'll see. It's called uh, Walk the Aeons. It's four colorless, blue and a blue for a sorcery. It has buyback. Sacrifice three islands. So you may sacrifice three islands in addition to any other cost to play the spell, if you do you put this card back into your hand as it resolves as opposed to the graveyard so you pay that six mana and you sacrifice three islands but you get to take an extra turn after this one so it's making your commander larger just by playing it it goes back into your hand while making your commander bigger and you get an entire extra turn so it's not an extra combat step it's it's not an extra main fit it's a whole extra turn And then it's back in your hand. So if you wanted to, you might be able to do it again depending on how many islands you have, depending on what other creatures you have, but you know, who knows? You might be able to to play this more than once.
0: I think yeah, I think you can loop this kind of infinitely because you can sack the three islands, give the plus one plus one counters a slogurk, bounce slowgirk, get the islands back, and just if you have the you always have the six mana. You can pretty much infinitely loop this pretty much. That which is why my pay grade. Yeah, which <laughs> is why I was like, I, was like, I think Slugger is a combo deck. I don't think you like combo decks, so I don't know why we're messing with this one. But uh, but yeah. All right. Also, extra turn
1: spells. Who are you? Hey, you know what? Screw everyone else that complains about them. We uh, <laughs> For a while in our play group, everyone complained about it and then, you know, someone had a deck when they had four turns or Sorry, they weren't extra turns. They were just four extra combat phases. Mm. It's like it's the same thing. No, it's not. <laughs> all right. So, I uh for my first like two years playing, I was trying not to step on toes in my pod, and I was like, you know what? I lose a lot. So f you guys. <laughs> Where's my arm again? I'm out for blood. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, let's see. I have an instant. Um, also, real quick, kind of all the commanders that we're talking about today all have green in them so a lot of these cards are for the most part able to be swapped you know between them so it's really going to come down to i don't know if there's anything particularly special about a commander that makes you you yeah it's gonna make me pick that over something else because yeah all these cards for the most part are green um this one no exception is constant mists it's an instant cost one colorless and a green It has buyback on it as well, so you can sacrifice a land. And if you do, it goes back into your hand instead of into your graveyard. And it is creatures deal no combat damage this turn. A nice good old-fashioned fog effect. So it's a fog effect that kind of helps because you're sacking a land to do it, and it goes right back into your hand. So you've made your commander larger. You've prevented any type of combat damage. And you still have this to hold on to for the next time. You know, you want to make a friend and prevent combat damage, or you want to save your board, or whatever the case. So I thought this was good, but this can go in any of the four decks we're going to talk about tonight, anyway. But still cool. (laughs) Yeah. And one final card, because I couldn't get 10. This is Overlaid Terrain. It's an enchantment, two colorless, a green, and a green. As overlaid terrain comes into play, sacrifice all lands you control. Love it. Lands you control have tap, add two mana of any one color to your mana pool. This is fun. This is a fun card because you can sack all your lands, make your commander enormous, attack. If he dies, it happens. You get three lands back, and now you have this. (laughs) If he dies, it happens if he dies it happens because now you have this enchantment out there where all of your mana taps for two you know so you're Mm. you kind of bounce back slogurk, uh when he goes back to you know what he just leaves the battlefield right yeah you Mm -hmm. get to return three land cards from your graveyard to your hand so you're gonna get some lands back from doing that so yeah it's it might slow you down for like two or three turns when you when you do it but uh Hopefully you win, and if you don't win, at least you're not completely out of the game because now your lands are all doubling up, so your future lands that you play, and there's a couple of cards that allow you to play lands from your graveyard. There's a couple of cards that say return all land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield, so it's really not the end of the world if your lands end up in the graveyard, unless someone's got a bajuku bug, which... I feel like we come to every single time we talk about one of these
0: yeah
1: one of these or now I have to watch out for that other card what was that uh that desert card
0: oh yeah the desert a was waste the other night. No, it was a waste,
1: uh, it was a waste. Okay. I forget it was a waste that he could sack it and uh and exile, all exile exile someone's graveyard so something else to worry about so that's what I have for slogirk the over slime
0: I, I feel like. The issue is, so you talked about, uh, I think Slugurg is another Grismult in just a different way because instead of sacking tokens or having tokens die, this is just sacking lands or having milling lands to make a big commander. Mm -hmm. Um, there is some combos with it. And so like, maybe that's an avenue for you to learn that you actually like playing combos. Um...
1: You think I'm too dumb for a combo deck, don't you? Just say it. I don't th- say. I want to hear you say it. I just it.
0: think you don't enjoy. It. You talk about me playing my Gandalf deck like I am like speaking another language to you at times. It makes um, no
1: sense why you play. It's so much going on. It's like <laughs> it's too fun. much
0: going on. It's it the brain juices flowing. Um, my brain
1: juices are are empty by the time I'm playing Magic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think you would have a lot of fun with Slowgurk. I just don't think it's what you want to do with a land deck. It honestly if I
1: I don't know, there's a lot of ooze tribal vibes with this because mm-hmm. there was a lot of there was a lot of slimes that benefit off everything being in your graveyard, so yeah. it kind of I feel like this would have to go more of a tribal route because you're just kind of putting so many cards self-milling so many cards into your graveyard that you want to be able to take advantage of, you know, those oozes that have activated abilities of all cards in your graveyard or, you know, kind of have all that all that fun stuff or power toughness equal to the amount of creatures in your graveyard. You know, they have all that stuff. So, this doesn't I don't know if this is strong enough to be a I don't even know what we're calling this. It's not a land stack. Like a sack land stack?
0: Uh, yeah, land like st- uh, just a to-
1: Throwing them in the bin. Yeah. Just a self-hate uh, land deck. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if it's strong enough for that, but hey, we'll talk about it. We'll yeah. talk about it at the end there.
0: All right. Next up, I went mono green with it. We went to Titania, Protector of Argos. Um So this is a little bit, it's a, it's a sack lands, but instead of going big, it's going wide. Um, this is Titania Protector of Argoth it is three generic green green for a legendary creature elemental. She is a 5-3 and when they enter the battlefield, you return target land from your graveyard to the battlefield. And whenever a land you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you create a 5-3 green elemental creature token. So this is just a lot of like get her out, start sacking lands, you know, crack those fetches and make make elementals to start swinging to people. Um, I like this one just because I felt like it's it's a little bit of like a graveyard-y deck because like you wanted to get cards into the graveyard just to return them, play them again, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly, I also put Blossoming Tortoise as a card that would be oh. fun to play in this. And also Sylvan Safekeeper. Um, both really good cards. Both really good cards for this. Uh, Constant Miss was another one that I put in here. Mm-hmm. So we kind of had a little bit of overlap there with the Slow Girk, but... Some other cards I want to talk about is Natural Balance. This is too generic green-green for a sorcery. Each player controlling six or more lands sacrifices enough lands to reduce his or her land total to five. Each player controlling four or fewer lands may search his or her library for enough basic lands to bring his or her land total to five and put those lands into play. Those players shuffle their libraries afterwards. You want to talk about some land hate? Hmm. I know a certain someone in our pod who plays green in every color. Uh, so this would really be a setback. Um, Absolutely. This is If you're ramping hard and then you drop this and sack four lands, you now have 20 power on the board from your elementals. I mean, it's just a really easy way to do that and also set your opponents back to where it's a little bit more of an even playing field, you know? Yeah. Hey,
1: I, I like that it brings everyone back. It's just it's so weird that it's a four cost card in that second part each player controlling four or fewer lands can search enough to bring them up to bring them up to five so who's spending four mana to bring other players up to to five like if you're if you have the ability to play this at four mana and okay. someone's got less than five car five land there. They're really hurting. They're, and you so just now made a you best friend.
0: <laughs> you, yeah, you just made a best friend at the table. That's all you need. Like, hey,
1: it's, it's turn six, and you only have one land <laughs> card. Let me play this and help you out real quick.
0: Yeah. Someone farewelled, and all your artifact ramp went away. So let me help you out. You know uh, what?
1: You know what? You play this. <laughs>
0: Or after you, uh, after
1: you sacrifice all your lands to make Slogurk big, <laughs> then you play oh, this. Sh- now that your lands tap for two mana each, this is only two mana, and there now you, you get go. to get your
0: five mana. You know That's, that could happen. Uh, next up, similarly, we have Scape Shift. This is two generic green green. Sacrifice any number of lands. Search your library for up to that many land cards. Put them onto the battlefield tapped, and then shuffle your library. This is just a simple way to. Hey, I want to make like a big board real quick. Let mm-hmm. me drop this and make seven elementals, and then just refill the board with all my lands.
1: Yeah, I really like Scape Shift. That's a I I have one of those. That's one of my my favorite cards. It's just believe it or not, it's very situational. Sacrifice any amount, <laughs> any number yeah. of lands. So uh, um, that's a, that's a real cool card, though.
0: Then we have oh, an instant. Natural affinity. This is too generic. Green for an incident that says, until end of turn, all lands become tutu creatures that are still lands. So not only do you have a bunch of elementals, now all those forests are tutus and they're swinging out wide. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I just felt like it kind of went with the theme of like Titania, protector of Argoth, being like this woman who. It's cool
1: so far this is an elemental token deck though like i, mean, I know
0: i i were going big i was going wide that's hey that's I fine like.
1: that's fine i'm just saying like it's uh it's fun it's just uh, also, i feel like this would have to be its own build you got, you got more
0: cards i'm not gonna lie to you i'm kind of selling myself on this deck <laughs> um, Sean, okay
1: you sell yourself on a deck every every other day
0: this is true <laughs> this is why we have a podcast that's the I reads mean, fair um let's talk about a couple of artifacts that i think kind of Bring it all together. Uh, We have Claws of Gix. This is a zero mana artifact that says, "Pay one, sacrifice a permanent, you gain one life." A sack outlet for your lands so that you can make elementals and also get you a little bit of life in the long run. It's my
1: land sack life gain deck. You you found it.
0: Hey, I got you that life gain you love. Uh, Next up, we have Conduit of Worlds. This is a newer card from Phyrexia All We Won. It is two generic green green. You may play land cards from your graveyard. You can also tap it. Choose target non-land permanent card in your graveyard. If you haven't cast a spell this turn, you may cast that card. If you do, you can't cast additional spells. You may only activate this as a sorcery. Um, so this is kind of like... A, you play the cards from your graveyard that mm-hmm. you've been sacking on that's,
1: game. That's more important than the bottom part. The bottom part's nice. Yeah. The bottom part is like, like a...
0: Hey, you know, I got all these elementals. I need something to finish the game. Oh, hey, look that this Kamal is in my graveyard. Let me drop it. All my creatures get plus three, plus three, and trample. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, okay.
1: Hey, I like this card. I uh, yeah. I was gonna put it in the other ones too, just cause just that top part alone, being able to play yeah. the land cards from the graveyard.
0: It's a very it's a cheaper Crucible of Worlds. Crucible of Worlds is very expensive still to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the that's... first.
1: Uh, that was the first mythic card I ever opened up. Oh, really? It's Crucible of Worlds. Nice. And I said, "Why would my lands be in my graveyard?" And I <laughs> traded it in towards oh, building my Kalya deck.
0: If only you knew.
1: If only I knew. I I swear to God, it was my first time ever buying Magic cards. I bought a uh, the bundle of Core Twenty, Core Nineteen,
0: mm.
1: Core Nineteen. I think yeah, that and that was first mythic I ever opened up. I was like, awesome. And I sold it, like, the next day.
0: God damn. Uh, it's pretty greedy of you. Just like this it's, next card is. Oh, Horn of Greed we have to for work three, on three this. mana. <laughs> this is an artifact It says whenever any player plays land, that player draws a card. It's We're, just
1: good in every single deck.
0: I mean, it's, yeah, but it's really good in land decks, which we are playing, so... Uh, Just easy card draw. You are giving a little card draw to other people, but the hope is that you're getting more advantage out of this than other people. Uh, And last up is Zoran Orb. It's a zero mana sacrifice a land, gain two life. This is a little bit better than Closet Gix because you're not having to pay mana and you're getting more life. You can also do it at instant speed, so like you can just really chalk up a bunch of life out of nowhere if you think you're going to lose the game. That life gain deck. Telling you, Put
1: Aetherflux Reservoir in here and you got yourselves, uh, go. got yourselves a win con. I've sold
0: you. I've sold you on the <laughs> entire thing. So yeah, I think this is like I said, it's a little different. It's really about getting lands in and out of your graveyard to make a huge board instead of just making one giant creature like Slowgurk. Um So it's a little different. It's really different from Nine Finger Keens because Nine Finger Keens is just really trying to get all the gates to eventually get a win con of like Mazes End, something like that. The problem is,
1: is I already have an elemental tribal deck. This is true. But, you know, hey, we'll think about it. Think about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last. We got one more. Got one more.
1: Una mas. Um, So, this one is... Did I not type them in? That's so funny. I got everything except the actual card that I need. Is Erg. <laughs> spawn uh, of Turg. Erg Spawn of Turg. Everyone's favorite card. Um, there we go. I did have it in it was the different art. That's why I couldn't find it. It's nah. the badass art. It's
0: badass art. Erg
1: spawn of Turg. It's black, black, and a green for a frog beast. Um Erg Spawn of Turg's power is equal to the number of land cards in your graveyard. At the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top card of your library. You may put that card into your graveyard, and then at any time you can pay a black and a green sack of land gain two life. So it kind of does what your uh, your Zorn Orb kind of does there too, where uh, you're gaining gaining play, a little bit of life yeah. there. So, um, but yeah, this this card seems like fun. Let's go over some cards that I pulled out for it. Um, start with some creatures. So I have Braids, Arisen Nightmare. This is colorless, black and a black for a 3 3. At the beginning of your end step, you may sacrifice an artifact, creature, enchantment, land, or planeswalker. If you do, each opponent may sacrifice a permanent that shares a card type with it. For each opponent who doesn't, that player loses two life and you draw a card. I love it. I'm gonna be picking a land card every single time. And Cody, my end step. You guys sack a land?
0: No, definitely no, not. Ca- so
1: Yeah, so it's like, alright, you lose two life, I get to draw another card. So this just seems is very like, strong. This very seems strong like So much fun. Um I, I've never I've never used braids in the in a deck there, because it's just I don't know. I guess I don't play a lot of self sacrifice decks. But yeah. I just think that's so much fun to give people the option. Like, no, you could you could sacrifice a land, it's fine. <laughs> so, or if they have only you know like one creature out and you know they're not going to want to get rid of it and you got some random token or some random birds of paradise or something be like alright yeah I'm gonna sacrifice a creature you gonna, you gonna sacrifice your huge your ur dragon no alright let me draw a card real quick so I got that one I have lord of extinction this is three colorless a black and a green For an elemental, Lord of Extinction's power and toughness are equal to the number of cards in all graveyards. This one's fun, too, because I am trying to get as many of my land cards in the graveyard as possible. I'm sure there's going to be some collateral damage of some of my other cards ending up in there. So I should have a decent sized graveyard. And then in addition to that, everyone else has their just their regular they're regular graveyard cards, so power toughness equal to all graveyards. Number of cards that could be that could be pretty big.
0: yeah, you know,
1: very strong. Out of nowhere, so that's kind of fun. Um, I have Old Rostin. It's colorless, black and a green for a one-four human peasant. When Old Rostin enters the battlefield or at the beginning of your upkeep, mill a card. If a land card is milled this way, create a treasure token. If a creature card is milled this way, create a 1-1 green insect token. If a non-creature non-land card is milled this way, create a blood token. Blood tokens are absolute ass. We don't care about that. We're hoping that we don't get the green insect creatures, because that wouldn't be great. But if you do mill a land card, I feel like this is awesome because it helps your commander, and then you also make a treasure token. So it's Mm -hmm. like you're getting the benefit of your land going in, and you're still getting that treasure token and you know there's so many cards in here that you could just play lands from your graveyard there you bring them back so you get the benefit of it going in and you still have mana to spend so that seems awesome um let's see i have the gitrog monster it's in pretty much every single Golgari deck yeah (laughs) but three colorless black and a green Death Touch 66 six Frog Horror. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice the Gitrog monster unless you sacrifice a land. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. Whenever one or more land cards are put into your graveyard from anywhere, draw a card. So you get extra land per turn. You get to draw a card whenever you know those land cards end up in your graveyard. And you have to sack it in order to keep this. So that's uh that's gonna help out. Then there is Terravore, which I feel like I haven't seen this card before. But it's uh, one colorless, a green, and a green for a creature.
0: Uh, Lurgoith?
1: <laughs> a, lo- a Lurgoith? No clue. Um, it has trample and its power toughness are equal to the number of land cards in all graveyards. So very similar to the Lord of Extinction except that's the uh, number of all cards in all graveyards. This is just equal number of land cards in graveyards, which should be a decent amount just based off of what I'm going to have. And then everyone else, you know, their terramorphic expanses, their their sack lands, their whatever the whatever the case might be. So uh that for three mana that can be pretty pretty large. And by the end of the game it's gonna be even bigger and it's got trample. All right. And let's see. Now, I found three cards. That's why I love doing this. That's why I really enjoy building commander decks is because you get to find cards that you would never see any other way. Like, this is a card from, like, I don't know, 1996 or something. It's it's a card that I would never find any way else And there also seems to be a recurring theme of this card. Um, So I put all three of them in here just because why not? But this card is called Filth. It is three colorless and a black for an incarnation. It has Swamp Walk. And as long as Filth is in your graveyard and you control a swamp, creatures you control have Swamp Walk. That's going to be good because this is going to be in your graveyard most likely because you're milling cards like crazy. So now all your creatures have Swamp Walk. So your commander, all these big trampoline guys, everything has Swamp Walk.
0: So that's good. Really good if you have you, an herborg out. It's just,
1: yeah, it's good. And then it goes uh, with, let's see, I have a sorcery of Drowning Filth, which is black and a green. Choose target creature, put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard. Then that creature gets negative one, negative one until end of turn for each land card in your graveyard. So this is kind of a two-cost. It's a sorcery, which isn't great, but it's a a two-cost, for the most part, removal card. You know, It gets around indestructible. It gets around any of that other nonsense, and you're also putting four cards into your graveyard to do it. So potentially putting a couple land cards back in there to make Urg even larger and help out some of these other cards that, that benefit off of that. And then there's an instant called Reign of Filth, which is an instant. It's uh, one black and each land you control gains sacrifice this land, add black to your mana pool until end of turn. This is a great card for closing out a game, closing out an opponent, whatever the case might be. It's a one cost instant and it allows you to what tap your mana, then sack it and add another mana. So you're pretty much Doubling all your mana while increasing the size of your commander—it um, just it seems awesome, and I just love. Yeah. Apparently, there's this filth set of cards. There's one more <laughs> filth card too. I think it's like cradle or what? Crawl in filth or something. And it didn't—it didn't do anything. It wasn't as good as its uh as its other brethren here. But <laughs> I like that there's these these three cards that kind of all work in harmony together. Um. Let's see I have just I have a, an enchantment here. Scion of Halister. It's one colorless and a black for an enchantment background. Commander creatures you own have the first time you would draw a card each turn. instead look at the top two cards of your library, put one of them in your graveyard and the other uh, back on top of your library, then draw a card. Great way to get land into your into your graveyard and you still get to oh, draw yeah. a card. So it kind of uh, lets you mess around with the top of the deck a little bit, which is always very helpful. It's pretty much like a free scry, you know, because you're putting something in your graveyard, putting the other one back on top, and drawing it.
0: I believe they would call that surveilling.
1: Surveilling. Sorry. There's, there's surveilling, so, yeah. there's scrying, there's conniving, there's, you know.
0: Exploring. There's Tunders, too many. Yeah.
1: Man, I that's why I don't buy a lot of alternate art ones because they take out the uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the text of exactly what it does. I'm like, nope, I need that. <laughs> that's why some of those secret layers are terrible. Like, mm. so the secret layers don't even tell you what the card does, let alone what the uh, ability does. All right, just two more cards here. I have Worm Harvest Sorcery. This was in the Lord Wingrace precon deck. That's where I first uh, oh. started playing this. That's why I really like this card. It's two colorless, and then uh, either black or green, black or green, black or green, and it's a sorcery. Create a one-one black and green worm creature token for each land card in your graveyard, and then also has a retrace. You may cast this card from your graveyard by discarding a land card in addition to paying its other cost. So you can kind of play this twice. You get to make a lot of little chump blockers. Yeah, you're making all these these one-one uh you know worms yeah i know they're only one ones but you need you need blockers you need attackers you need stuff going out there and if you have you know 5 10 15 20 lands in your graveyard you know and you're making 20 little tokens that's that's going to help you know you're going to be able to yeah. get around some blockers or you know kind of take some damage away from your face as people are going in and then last card it's a personal favorite card of mine. It's uh, probably one of the first Planeswalkers that you know I saw being open when me and my friend Nick were buying packs when we first started. And this was one of the first Planeswalkers I saw. And I was like, that card's amazing. And I've yet to put it in any deck I've ever played. So maybe this could be the one, Cody. This could oh, be the deck. Oh, so. This is Varaska Golgari Queen. Uh, two colorless, black and green. So it's planeswalker enters with four loyalty. Your plus two is that you may sacrifice another permanent. If you do gain a life, draw a card so you can be sacking your lands to draw a card and gaining life. Your minus three is destroy target non land permanent CMC three or less. So that minus three is good for, you know, if there's just something out there that's causing problems or that you're worried about or whatever the case minus three and you're able to get rid of it. But what I like. Is that minus nine ability? With you get an emblem with whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. So you got that out there after you just made 15 1 1 green, you know, <laughs> 1 1 yeah. worm tokens, and you're like, all right, swinging them out. At least one's going to touch somebody. Yeah. You know, or you got something with trample that's going out, like your Terravor, Lagorif, Lagorif, Lagoif. The I want to find out what that. find out what that word is. Um, it seems like a man. That'd be a real fun way to take someone out of the game just by having that emblem and dealing damage. So
0: that's what I came up with for erg. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like the kind of what you got over. I like the game plan of it. It's a lot of you know a little bit of self milling, um, making a big erg i mean i think the dream here is like having erg be really huge playing a worm harvest it gets back around you still got like 20 worms and you drop like a overwhelming stampede everything mm-hmm. gets plus x plus x which is erg's power and or a crater hoof or a crater hoof or something just
1: mm-hmm.
0: sounds good i like so these I- like lord of extinction cards that just get bigger i think uh what was that Golgari one I looked at for a while? Old stick fingers that like you could just put all these. You play it and just mill yourself, and then mm-hmm. it got bigger. And I, I wanted to kind of make a deck around like all these creatures that are just hey, whatever creature cards in your graveyard, these get bigger. Yeah, so I love those kind of cards. And they're fun. Drowning Drown filth, filth is a really cool card. And I like that one a lot. So which card? Oh, yeah, Drown in filth. Drowning filth. Okay, I yeah. I like all those filth cards, man.
1: Um and. That one's great too, just because it's ne- it's the negative one, negative one, you know, oh, yeah. counters on it. So it's just, it's just so it's really hard to combat that. Yeah, it really is. It's kind of what's that other card the fatal push. Oh, That's yeah, the yeah. other card that I really like, where oh, target creature gets negative one, negative one, unless a creature died this turn, that gets negative fourteen, negative fourteen, yeah. for a one or two cost instant. It's just it's stupid fun. I have that in, I have that in Griswold. I don't want to build another Grismold, though, is the problem.
0: <laughs> um, I think Urg is different enough. Grismold's thing is just about, like... I guess it's, it's... Instead of sacking tokens or getting tokens destroyed, you're sacking lands, milling lands. Um, so I, I can see the kind of comparison between this one and Slogurk to Grismold, but I think think they differ enough that you would still have fun with it Mm -hmm. and so as i guess like here we go elimination chamber
1: elimination chamber so all right first things first um hmm. well let's get rid of the one that i know that after going through this slogan i like i like some of what it has to offer you know i love that it has trample Mm -hmm. um but some of the downsides is that it doesn't really care about how many lands are in your car in your graveyard, because it's just whenever a land card's put into your graveyard, he gets a plus one plus one. So it's gonna be hard to get him big unless I play a shapeskift, escape uh, shift, or something on my turn and sacrifice all my lands. You know, it's kind of it's gonna be hard to make that a one-shot commander. And like I said, it's kinda hard to build around it without just going into full ooze tribal which does sound fun but there's other ooze commanders that'd rather play than this one um so i think slogurk is out all right
0: he's out well what
1: do you think what do you think you know just talk me out of it talk me out of it cody
0: come on i think slogirk could be a fun deck i don't think it is the land deck that you want i think I think slowgirrk is more of a comboe slash sacrifice lands get plus one plus one counter get plus one plus one counter synergy kind of card like mm-hmm. um, and I don't think that's really what you want I think you're looking for I want to put as many gra- uh, lands into the graveyard to either make a big creature make a board state or just you know something like that I think that's what you're looking for so I don't think huh? slowgirk. Makes a cut here. I think it. Uh, he eats a choke slam all the way to hell, as old oh. Jim Ross used to say. Oh, you went
1: that direction. I was gonna go like the Bachelor. I was gonna be like, "Slow Girk, you will not be joining me in the command zone."
0: Oh, oh, I like that. That's kind yeah. of cool. Yeah. yeah, is it? We're appeasing to the give... two different fucking <laughs> the wrestling yeah, fans per... and the Bachelor fans are two yeah. different people. You're
1: doing nerdy shit. You know, I'm doing <laughs> okay. cool stuff like the Bachelor. <laughs> oh
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, so Slow Girk is out. Slow yeah. Gurk is out um, Alright Let's 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 talk about Nine Fingers Keen I really like him I uh, I really like him That seems like a lot of fun And there's there's just a lot of gate synergy Which I think a lot of people Won't see coming Because no one's expecting you to play A gate game Yeah and I really, really love that maze's end wing con of just, oh, I have 10 gates, different names, I win. Like, it's just, what are you going to do about it? You know, yeah. you're going to destroy my land. It's just, hey, it's possible, but good thing I'm playing a land graveyard recursion deck because I'll yeah. just, you know, unless it's exiled, I'll, I'll take it back. But I, I think that's a lot of fun.
0: And wow. I, th- I think you do also have the ability to get make a big creature with this because like Knife Finger Keens is calling for that Black Wader Forge with that Menace and Ward. Yeah. And so you could get a lot of gates on the field and just make a big creature. There's also a there's a equipment called like the Blade of the Gate Pack or Guild Pack or something which like gives you your character plus one plus zero in Vigilance for each gate you have. I didn't throw it in this list, but there's so there's that as well so you can make a really big nine finger scheme just with that equipment by itself so i do did, i didn't think there is a opportunity Because i do think you want a big creature you know i i do
1: you know and uh the only problem is is that he doesn't he's not really a graveyard land commander you know like he mm-hmm. he lets you get a gate out there but for the most part he doesn't care about putting lands into your graveyard yes which is you know which is Not, kind of what i was going for.
0: Yeah, cause it kind of so kind of seems like we're hitting that i want graveyard, i want to put all the lands in the graveyard versus this is a land deck where i'm here to play lands and they're colliding.
1: Yeah, like this seems like it could be a really fun like landfall deck. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But uh hey, i like it. Well, i'm considering it at the moment. We'll move on to uh, for Titania there. Titania protector of Argoth. I would build it, but I'm pretty sure now you're going to build it. So uh, <laughs> I might have to beg off this one.
0: My, I think my landfall deck is I want to rebuild Obun, uh the first, that pre-con I bought when I first started mm-hmm. playing, just because I had such fun with it Like when I was learning to play, and I just would like to kind of have that like, oh, hey, this is the first deck I ever played. It's yeah. low power. I'm just here to make a giant land and swing at people, you know? so um, She I don't seems know, it's, fun. She does, does seem fun, yeah.
1: It's, uh yeah, it's getting lands into your graveyard. um But the payoff, elemental tokens, which are fun, you know, but it seems like it's uh, more of a token deck that you, you make them by putting the lands in there. and mm-hmm. Alright, then you got these tokens, which are great. You know, 5-3 elemental tokens, but then I feel like you really need to switch gears and, and make it very token-focused. You know, I've I feel like most of this deck is going to be protecting tokens, making your tokens larger, kind of token synergy or elemental synergy. I feel like it's going to have to be a lot of that, and that might take away from some of the the lands lands into the graveyard. So, I don't know. I'm going to cut her. I'm going to cut her out. She's That's out. Fair. All right. Titania, you will not be joining me in the Cavan zone next month.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> Titania, protector of Argoth, eats a super kick to the face. That's right. And is slammed to hell, I guess, is what uh, we're saying. So All now right, we so move that... on to the main event. In one corner, Nine Fingers Keen. In the other corner, Urg, spawn of Turg. <laughs> hmm. Two different play styles.
1: So, two different play styles. Now, Urg Spawn of Turg seems great because it seems to do exactly what I want it to. However, there are some drawbacks, which uh, one being is the amount of lands in my graveyard is only equal to my power. So no matter Mm -hmm. what, my toughness is always going to be five, which Mm -hmm. is kind of low for how big of a commander you're trying to make. There's ways around that, there's ways to protect them whatever the case, but that's going to be something that you have to deal with. It takes up card slots. Another thing is he doesn't have trample, kind of like how uh slogurk at least had the trample. This yeah. doesn't have the trample, so it it, it can be chump locked, you know, or I'd have to give it flying or I'd have to give it trample or so You to, do have
0: you do have the filth. And so if you can get yeah. filth in the graveyard, if you have an herborg can move on the field. Not nah, you know, it's got swamp walk then, so mm-hmm. there is that option. I think that's kind of gets to that Voltroni point where it's like, okay, we want to give it trample. Let's give it a uh, heirloom blade, something like that. It um, might as well
1: have some protection from colors, and it might as yeah. well be flying with vigilance yeah. and menace. Like, and that's the thing too. I, I'm I don't want it to be. At that point, is it not just is it not just Grismold At that point. Like, all right, yeah, you have your commander, whatever it takes, you know, I'm making it big, but I think at the end of the day, I'm going to just end up with two large, heavy hitting Golgari commanders, you know?
0: Hey, nothing wrong with that. I do think you're also trying to lean towards, you know, the Lord of Extinction kind of cards and the Terra Wars and so mm-hmm. you're trying to do multiple. I think there's also, is it called Brawn, which is the green version of Filth where if it's in the graveyard, you're. And you have a forest. Green creatures have trample? I think... Uh, it's it's like wonder, it's oh. wonder, Filth. I just hit my mic. I apologize. It's mm-hmm. Wonder, Filth. Brawn, I think is what it's called.
1: Yeah, Brawn. Well, you have a good and memory, man. You've been playing anger, for like anger a is third haste of and the time.
0: Regret. Okay, well, hey. Um, and
1: Wonder is flying. I know that yeah. one. Alright, uh, yeah. I don't it's, remember uh, what the, little, the white one. Brawn. Is. So, yeah. Colorless so you- and a white. Uh, and a head of white and a green. Yeah. As long as bronze in your graveyard, you control a forest. Creatures you control have trample. So that's true too. You know, throw something like that in there. Yeah. Um This kind of know. seems
0: like a just a self mill with a lot of lands, but let's make a let's make a bunch of big creatures. Urg gives you that mill at the beginning of your upkeep. Um well I like that it,
1: it has the, the sack outlet right on it. You know, mm-hmm. so it's a sack outlet on a stick, which is great. Um, and I like that you, you know, you get to scry every time, you know, at the beginning of your upkeep, you're scrying every, every time. So you kind of really dictate what your deck's doing, you know, and if you start getting yeah. flooded, then you're just putting land cards directly into your graveyard and, you know, you're kind of really thinning out your deck that way. So I like erg nine figures keen. It seems fun, but I think what I'm going for, I think it's going to be erg. I think I'm going for erg.
0: And hey, if that's what's going to make you happy, bud, that's what we're here for. <laughs> I also think like you have a bunch of you could have a, you could put Titania, Prince of uh, Protector of Argoth in here. Mm-hmm. And so then you just have a bunch of like backup commanders and like the Gitrog monster, Titania, things like that. Yeah. So
1: like p- uh, more than half the cards that we discussed tonight can, can all go in, go in here because yeah. it's Golgari, you know? The uh, the only like, a little bit with Nine Fingers Keen. That's that's a f- fun deck. I just think that's going to be a different, a different type of land fall deck, you know, or different different type of uh, graveyard deck for that. So, I yeah, maybe I'll build that more in the future because he still seems like a lot of fun. But I think mm-hmm. for right now, for what I want to build. I think it's going to be Irk. Plus, I th- we were all kind of chatting about what our our colors in Magic, uh, you know, in our in our pot there, Frank Rupier. And someone's like, oh, you know, Laz is, is Golgari. I'm like, I consider myself more mono white. And then I go through all my <laughs> decks and pretty much every single one of my decks has some iteration of Golgari in it. So I was like, maybe I'm not the mono white player. I just, have, I just have the one I Angel's deck.
0: I consider you and so I think you're all three. Um, I, I like this deck. I think this deck will be a lot of fun. I'm excited to see it next month. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this will be a good one. Uh, so, all hail, Erg, Spawn of turg, the new BOS I'm world champion. I'm going to give
1: my rose. Yeah. I, I hand my rose off to Erg, Spawn of Turd.
0: <laughs> also, like... <laughs> Don't know anyone who has the Urg spawn of turg deck, so I'm excited you know to what? see it. Well
1: and that can kind of hey, that's good for us, bad for the podcast because no. uh, you know, people are like, All right, what what we listen to this month. Oh, this commander that has a hundred decks. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> whatever he ends up having, but uh I, I think it seems like a lot of fun. All right, let's see if let's see if we can make this thing
0: stupid good too. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um so yeah, hey. Thanks for listening. I know this is more of a this is a different style of podcast. It's really just us sitting down. Kinda you guys kinda got to hear like what we talk about almost like on a monthly basis when we're trying to figure out hey what deck do I want to brew and things like that. Monthly basis. Uh,
1: this is like a weekly basis. <laughs> weekly basis, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um
0: and so you know, kinda peek behind the curtain and just I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um uh, we'll probably do these a little bit more. Uh like I said, the brew review we're trying to do a little something different, um, just so we don't get burnt out. Um, cause you know, it, it can be hard to, you know, we're, we're building one deck a month for the podcast, but then like, I'm playing in league games where I have to build a deck like every other month. And then I've already got decks I'm working on for the future that I want to play. So like you can, you can run into burnout. And so we're trying different things. We're going to do like, uh, I think at the end of the year, we're going to sit down and pick our, each of our top five, commanders that came out in 2023 that we would like to build one day mm-hmm. um so that will be in december for like a hey end of the year podcast so so yeah look forward to that so if you enjoyed this you can reach out to us uh, on twitter at brooderscrew it on instagram at brooderscrew it mtg or through email at brooderscrew it at gmail.com um, as i'm excited to see this erg spawn a Turd deck Next week, next week, next month on oh, Brutus,
1: screw it. Scared me. It's like, shit, I just did all this work. Get, get it
0: together. <laughs> we got to go. Get working.
1: <laughs> hey, and you know what? What? People are going to get to see you. Uh, or is this going to come out after?
0: This will come out after this uh, ah. Command Fest Orlando. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be there this weekend. So, um, oh, yeah. I mean, I could potentially throw it up before then. And then just people can run up to me and be like, oh my God, I have an Erg Spawn of Turg deck.
1: No. I'm playing Erg Spawn of Turg Tribal. <laughs> my filth
0: tribal deck my filth tribal deck <laughs> I have all the filth um, but yeah so yeah I hope, we hope you guys enjoyed this was a lot of fun last I appreciate you sitting down and doing this with me oh that's a good time alright good time man well until next time should we no. filth or
1: Should we irk or should we turk? Oh, I like that. All right. We should find out what they say at the end of The Bachelor. and uh, (laughs) We'll say that. Uh All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And until next time, should we brew it or review it? There we go. We're doing both parts.
0: (laughs) Bye, everybody.